Well, anyways, ignore Kevin singing. This Sorry, is it's a Ball and Roll. It is a whole new world. I'm in a whole new country. Yeah, buddy. Anyways, this is the Ball and Roll Pick and Pod. My name is Rich. I'm in Texas. What's I'm Kevin. I'm in Belleville, Ontario. Shout out to the snow out there. Yeah. Rich, how's the weather down in Texas? Dude, it's so much better than it is (laughs) in Canada. And yeah, this is this is our first time doing this podcast with me in Texas. I recently just got a job with the Rangers, so I'm down here. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're taking our relation our podcast relationship like international right now. This is this is the first long distance podcast relationship I've had. Yeah. I don't know how to deal. I don't know how to deal with uh this. I'm always constantly checking you on like Snapchat map to make sure you are where you are. No. <laughs> but, but if okay, but if you check on Snapchat map and you see I'm in a certain location, do you have any idea what that location is? Zero idea. Zero idea. I know Texas like the back of my foot. I ain't never look at it. So <laughs> I don't know what it looked like. Because okay, because no ROM, zero exactly. flexibility. Zero ROM. That's what happens when you, you know protein twenty four seven, baby. No, yeah. man's getting big out here. But now I'm trying to shred because, you know, hashtag Beachbot is coming up. So I'm trying right. to look like, you know, the brown Zach Kefron out here. Ugh. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a goal. And um, a goal. I guess I guess the important thing right now for us is trust, right? I mean, yeah, but I don't trust you. Literally. No, but actually, actually, you know, you bring that up. You bring that up. I'm sending you something on um, Snapchat right now, so you believe me. And I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this conversation out loud because okay. I, I want you to believe me. This happened today. It's never happened to me before. Okay. So here, I'm sending this over to you right now. So here's here's the story. Uh, here's the story. I'm gonna read it, so all of our listeners uh, know what's going on. So I've never had this happen to me before. I'm talking to a dude today like a dude messages me he's like hey man congrats like on a new job i'm over facebook and i'm like okay cool thanks dude i appreciate it and then like five minutes later a dude with the exact same first name messages me on twitter and i'm like oh that's weird why would he message me again and he's like hey there i'm like okay hi how are you and then he's like i'm good how are you doing and sorry for bothering you but do you think um do you think you'd be interested in having me take very good care of you financially per week for some favors in return? Rich. Yeah. I hope you said yes. I know, but I said I'm Rich. all right. Have a good day. No, Rich. no, but here's the thing. Not many guys no. get the opportunity for a sugar daddy. You got an opportunity for a sugar daddy. I know. This is no. weird. This is it weird. Is. It is. But, but this is where the trust comes in. Shut up, Kevin. This is where the trust comes <laughs> My no. first time somebody like seemed interested in me, yeah. I said no because it's you're we're in a podcast relationship. That's cute. That's cute, but you also yeah. jumped. You could have been taking me out to the keg with that money. Don't, don't matter. But look how and look at this. One thirty three, I get the message from him. One thirty four, I sent him a message back. I didn't even think about it. Wait, wait, why'd you I, why'd you why'd you message him back so fast? That's my question. You never messaged me back that fast. That's different. That's different. I don't know. That's okay. I don't know why I have to bring us into it. I just do. I just did a thing. I preserved our podcast relationship, and you should be thankful. And you should now trust me fully. 
Man, man, your texting your texting abilities are as reliable as Brandon Roy's knees. Or the, the dude who was driving alongside Car- uh, Chandler, Chandler Parsons. Parsons. Yikes. Also, yeah. honestly, our prayers and our thoughts go out to Chandler Parsons. Yeah. Um, all jokes aside, I, like we genuinely hope he gets better. Um, he he was a baller. Like realistically, back in Dallas Mavericks days, he used to ball hard. It has to warrant a crazy contract. But well, you know, no, he was with Houston. He was with Houston, he was and then he got Houston, the contract right, with Dallas. Right. With Dallas, right, right. and then his knees gave out. His knees gave out in Dallas. Yes, correct. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he could, dude. Like literally, he used to ball out so hard. Chandler Parsons, and he was yeah. one of those surprising because you know, okay, take it as it is. It I know we all think about this pick too. Exactly. But no, guy balled. Guy balled. It sucked. Uh, so our prayers and our thoughts go out to him. Hopefully, he gets better, makes a, a good recovery. Um, it's just unfortunate events hap- that happen in real life. You know, that's what. Uh, that's just the yeah. thing. But yeah. uh, no, it, yeah. it's, it sucks, dude. It sucks because. Yeah. Like, like I said, he was really good. I think he was a second-round pick, and then he balls out, gets a big contract, and then his knees gave, give out, and he's just not the same ever again. And now you're just worried, like, oh, God, I hope he can just walk without pain for the rest of his life. And then he gets to a car crash, and it looks like herniated disc, torn labrum, severe, like, brain trauma. Like, that's just heartbreaking. And, like... Uh, who cares about basketball at this point? Like, you just want this guy to be okay and, like, live a life. Honestly, you know, well, like a yeah. long life. But anyways, um, all good wishes to him. Best wishes yes, to Chandler sir. Parsons. Back, let's get back on track. Again, don't forget, ballandroll.com, your place for the best basketball content on the web, shop.ballandroll.com, the place for the hottest basketball merch on the web. We got a lot to discuss. We'll talk some Raptors as we always do. We talk some All Star. Um, what else are we talking about, Kevin? I completely uh, forgot. Like, we'll just talk about ball, man. We just talk about ball. We'll yeah, go we'll as, as it is. Yeah. yeah, we'll just go with the flow. Well, you know what I'm kind of upset about actually. So which, which today is MLK Day. So yes. it's MLK Day today. Um, oh yeah, you in, guys have that in, over there in America. Yeah. So, but I, I went into work today, like not complaining about that because lots of great things are going on. But yeah. the Raptors played the Atlanta Hawks today, and I missed that yeah. game. And yeah. like Cameron Reddish was playing. Yes. And you know, Cameron Reddish is like my prospect baby. Like oh, in this sure. past draft, there was two guys. There was the Dumbuya, the the Sekou Dumbuya guy with Detroit, Reddish. who I love. Yes. And then Cam Reddish, I feel like he's going to be really, really good when he puts yes. everything together. And I couldn't yeah. watch him play. So I'm kind of upset about that. Dude, there's going to be plenty, <sighs> but, plenty of opportunities for you to see him put up like 10 points and like five boards in 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 th- I think he's going to be a baller. I think he's he going to be a he's going to be, a baller. going to be being the key word over there because, I mean, he's very uncut, raw. A lot of yeah. potential. That's what he is. And the thing yeah. is that he's already getting uh, his starting minutes because Atlanta Hawks, they they lack a they lot suck. of depth. They, they lack suck. a lot of depth. But at the same time, you know, having a starting lineup with Trey Young, Josh Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and Kevin Herter, that's a, such a young lineup. But you know what's going to happen? Yeah. They're going to play together, gel together, get that chemistry going, and develop together. And having a guy like Vince Carter come off the bench and being that vet, veteran presence for them, kind of guiding these youngins through, it, 
They're yeah. doing all the right things. And you know what? In a few yeah. years, they will be a very good team. And I think yeah. well, before the season started, you had two picks of um, two of your exciting teams to watch out for this year, which one was Atlanta Hawks well, and the other, other being well, New Orleans Pelicans. Well, I didn't say to watch out. I, I no, thought they're sex- like, they're exactly. they're like the sexy team because yeah. of like the potential they have. I it's feel like they have the yeah they're exciting. I think they have. I'm pretty certain they have the youngest starting lineup in basketball. I believe I mean, that. I can't imagine anyone's younger than that. And the Chicago Bulls. I mean, they also like just that young. In there, I think that makes a difference. Yes, yeah, and okay. I mean they just the and the Hawks just got Jeff Teague back. Yes. yes. Um and and he enjoyed his first loss. Back with the Atlanta Hawks today. He put so, up two points, I mean, which is cool. Two points I mean, cool personal fouls. I mean, time change. He was on the West Coast. <laughs> now he's on the East Coast. Uh, on, on Central Time Start. It was an you know? game. And it's like, no exactly. No, but, uh, I mean, oh, wait, no, he's from Minnesota. I, for some reason, I thought he w- was in Portland for a second. I'm just, no, 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 I'm confusing no. Trey. Like, okay. actually, I don't know if you know this, but... Uh, Podcast's favorite journeyman, Anthony Tolliver, yes. got moved the other day. He got traded. And that's big for our podcast because we're at Alex Caruso and Anthony Tolliver podcast. Yeah. Yes. He was involved in a five-team deal with the Sacramento Kings when Caruso uh, yes. I... went one way and Cor went the other way. Yes. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of people are making like a lot of noise about Trevor Ariza and Ken Bazemore switching places, but... I think people got to recognize that Anthony Tolliver still exists and understand that we're really dealing with it. Yeah, we're dealing with a dude who hasn't been good at basketball yet has somehow put together like a career that's kind (laughs) of ran over a decade now. That doesn't happen. I don't think any team even knows that he's there. I don't think the Sacramento Kings know that they traded for him. Like I think Portland just threw him in there last minute, and and Anthony Tolliver just went to California. I don't think the Kings know he's coming. <laughs> no, but like he's such a chemistry guy. He's one of those guys who just exists throughout the course of uh, basketball Time. history, and yeah. nobody knows he. Ex- I, I didn't even realize he got traded till you brought him up. I knew that trade happened with uh, Bazemore and Ariza, and I was like, you know what? That's a decent trade. It's a whatever trade. You know, before the trade deadline's like a few weeks before or a month before, like there's the low key trades that happen. This I'm like, this is whatever. You know, some guys just switch jerseys. That's all. And then in the middle of it is Anthony Tolliver. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I think they just like snuck him in there. It's like the uh, the the um, loose curly fry that you find in the straight fries. You know, the surprise that everybody exactly. wants but didn't expect. Exactly. And. and- I mean, next year, the same thing is going to happen because Anthony Tolliver is never going to retire. He's just going to keep being snuck into trades. But speaking of trades, the NBA trade deadline is coming up in a few weeks. I think the Raptors have about nine games left until the trade deadline. And they're finally fully healthy. Mm -hmm. They just won another game today. They're 0.5 games back of, of the second seed. In my mind, I don't really care about the first seed that much because like, I know it's a foregone conclusion. The Milwaukee Bucks are running away with it. I don't think they're even going to lose like eight more games yeah. this season. So they can have the first seed. But I think having that second seed is so important for the Raptors because, one, if they make it to the second round, they get home home um, home court advantage. Mm-hmm. But, two, it seems like there's just an established six good teams in the Eastern Conference in Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, Toronto, Philly, and Indiana. 
And then after that, it's kind of like a free-for-all. Like, I don't really trust uh, the Brooklyn Nets, neither does Kyrie Irving. The Orlando Magic are there, but they're kind of the same as last year. Really good defensively, just don't have enough scoring. And then the Pistons are around. I think the Bulls are, like, in 10th place. You have, like— We're around. We are around. As we you are around. You're, we are around. You're in the hunt. We're, so, we're, you know, no, we're, we are running the table, quoting the great uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah. You know, you know how um, when the NFL playoffs are like three weeks away or four weeks away, <laughs> ESPN starts throwing. Yeah, in the hunt. The, in the hunt. Yes, and as like it's correct. in the hunt bracket where it's like, here's all the teams that are in playoff season. Here's like six other teams that have a chance, and you're like, Washington Redskins. Like, no, they're not in the hunt. They're just there until mathematically eliminated. They're always in the hunt. That's correct. That's just the way but, it works. But speaking of the trade deadline and uh, yeah. the Raptors approaching it as well, I mean, there's plenty of players that are currently, you know, kind of listed on the trade block or showing interest that they want to be traded. I mean, seeing that the Raptors, you know, they don't have Kawhi Leonard or Danny Green like last year. I'm not saying they're uh, any worse for it because clearly they're having an amazing season so far. But do you think there are certain pieces out there or certain positions within the Raptors which could be fortified just the tiniest bit more in order to maybe secure a good playoff run? What do you think? Well, like here's the thing, and it's kind of tricky because the Raptors have had their entire team healthy this mm-hmm. season for only four games. Yes. Which is nuts. Today was the fourth game where they had their starting lineup together and their all their key rotation pieces together. So that's it's crazy. So I think it's all going to depend on how the next little bit goes because the Raptors just haven't been healthy. And the tricky thing is the Raptors' first half schedule was one of the difficult, most difficult schedules in basketball, and now their second half schedule is one of the easiest in basketball. So now you're not going to be playing the best teams. So the question is, how do you evaluate this team when they're healthy? Because they already played the Clippers. They already played the Lakers once. They played the Celtics a couple of times. They played the Bucks. They played the Sixers a couple of times. You know, they played Houston. So I think it's the next little bit. It's just going to be an evaluation thing for Masai Jerry and uh, the GM, Bobby Webster. Um, not Bobby Webster. Jesus. Effort, uh, something Webster. Oh, my God. I'm trying. No, no, I get it. No, no. All good. All good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but it, that's that's my point. It's just going to – right now they have to evaluate what the Raptors have because it's tough to make – it's tough to make trades when you don't really know what you have in your entire team because they just haven't been healthy. But, I mean, that being said, Marcus All expiring contract, Serge Ibaka expiring contract, there's been rumors around that the Raptors are willing to part ways with both those guys. Will they? Who knows? I think everybody in the NBA is expandable for yes, the right price. So, yes, yes, yes. I mean, if the right price comes up for Masai, um, he's probably going to going to go for it, whether it's to help this team now or to add some long term stability. Um, I mean, that's that's still to see. But if if he does roll the dice and make some trades, I think the Raptors need three things. Um, shoot. They can always use perimeter shooting. I think that's incredibly important. I think they definitely need more rebounding. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we'll see how everything comes together with Marcus Saul now back and Serge Ibaka is healthy and Siakam's healthy. And the third thing is trying to hopefully get another playmaker off the bench because so, the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I've so looking for a no, no, no worries. So, so let me throw some names your way. These are players that are currently listed on the trading blocks through some rumors. All right, and I want you to give me analysis how they would fit. Is this something that you would go for? Okay, starting with sure. Davis Bertans from Washington Wizards. He is notably an amazing three-point shooter, decent-sized big man, and he knows the game well. Yeah. He came in through Greg Popovich's system. Um, so, do you yeah. see him being a good fit with the Raptors? See, I think yes. I think you can. That's that's the thing with shooters. I think you can always use more shooters. And while like Davis Bertans isn't a good defensive player. No. He's strictly just like a hired gun. He's going to be your shooter. But he does have size, which mm-hmm. I like. So what something that uh, Nick Nurse has experimented with a lot this this season is just running out different lineups. And the Raptors have gone big before. They've had Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka, and Pascal Siakam on the floor all at the same time. So I think the Raptors are very comfortable with changing things up. So if they want to go big... They can always run out a, a lineup of um, Berton, Siakam, and Gasol or something, depending on, obviously, what moves. So I think a guy like Berton's is an extra shooter. He's not going to get a ton of minutes, mm-hmm. but it's a good shooter to come off the bench when you need to stretch the floor at some size. And he's a cheap trade, too. You're not going to have to give up too much to acquire him as well. Okay, the second guy being Marcus Morris from New York Knicks. Oh, that, that, I mean, yeah. I'd love a Marcus Moore. Uh, well, actually, one second, one second. That depends on it's. Well, it depends on his contract situation. I have no idea what his contract's like. Is it a one-year? I did he sign a one-year deal? He signed the a pretty started? crazy deal. Let me pull it up right now. I have it right here. I'm I'm about to look at it right now. He has he, no. It's just oh, no, one-year fifteen mil. Yeah, so he's a free agent after this season. I mean, yeah. yes, I would go. For Hell yeah. Marcus, like, add some toughness to your team and a dude who can play on both sides of the court and, like, he can shoot a little bit. Hell yeah. No, I'd love a Marcus Morris. Exactly. And he's, and he's playing really well this year, too. Uh, he's been one of the better three-point shooters in the league right now, I, I, even even coming off of his sides as well. And also, this guy, he has a great attitude. In a sense, as in, he's not going to back down. He ain't no punk. He's not going to get punked that over here. And sometimes you need a guy with a little bit of flair. The next two guys, I'm actually, I, I really like. Bring this Canadian boy back home, Tristan Thompson, TT. You know, he'd been down in America, gotten a little bit of trouble here and there, you know, in his own family life. But at the same it's time, Toronto, he's a, man. He's a Toronto man. What can you do? <laughs> That's the thing. TT it's and also Toronto Kevin Love. Through and through. He's, yeah, like if you heard his story. And you didn't know the name attached to him. You're like, yo, that guy's from, he's from Brampton. It was going like, yeah. No, but that, that, that's um, the way I, I looked at the team. And honestly, yeah. if something does happen to Marcus all, which, you know, it happens quite often just because of how long he's been in this oh. game. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He's old. He's old. Exactly. That's the thing. It's, it's just due to longevity and there's nothing wrong with, it. I'm not going against him because that's just the way human body works. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless you're LeBron James and you put a million dollars into your body every year. Other than that, you need, you need a big guy who comes in a big guy who's able to step yeah. out, hit the, hit the three point shot. And uh, why I say that is, is a guy to stretch the floor in order for Siakam to go in and work, work the magic and do what he has to do. Yeah. And he, he strives around in, in that pain around that basket. So I'm bringing in a guy like Marcus Morris, bringing in a guys like Davis Bertans or Kevin Love. Kevin Love being mm-hmm. I, is one of my favorite options, but that's he has a pretty big contract. I think he's getting yeah. paid to 22, 23 as well. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I, up to 2023, yeah. So, but at the same time, if you bring him in, I think he'd be a great asset for you guys. Mm-hmm. I think if his contract was different, yeah. there would every single team gunning for a playoff spot or gunning to be contenders would trade for him. Yeah. The reason he is he ha, I don't the he, I don't I don't think he's gonna be traded because of the contract. Yeah. I just because if he was gonna get traded, I think it was it would have already happened. Mm-hmm. It just and like you don't really I haven't heard any rumors regarding Kevin Love. Maybe it like heats up before the trade deadline, but with that contract, it's tough because he's already in his thirties. Do you really want to pay him that much money to maybe make a good playoff run? I don't think I think he helps at this stage of his career. I think he's a good player and he's an upgrade from whatever a team might have at that spot. But I don't think he's that guy who's gonna just help propel you to a to a championship, you know? Yeah, like he's getting paid close to thirty million dollars until yeah. twenty twenty three. That's a lot of money, and you better yeah. be sure that he pays out if you bring mm. him in. I mean, I, I, have you been keeping up with a lot of the drama that's been happening in Cleveland? Oh, oh, yeah. Ugh, oh yeah, with the whole John Beeline thing, calling them yeah. uh, slugs. I put that in quotation marks. Slugs. Also, oh, what are your God. thoughts? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Like, you know, you being a fan of basketball, you being a fan of sports, sure. right? When you hear yeah, a coach yeah. call a team thugs, not slugs, thugs. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, if I hear a coach calling a team thugs, I think like rugged, like they play hard, like they stick up for each other. They're like a hard nosed team. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it kind of like turned into a race thing, I don't know. I'm not in the locker room, obviously, but if if somebody got rubbed the wrong way in that locker room because of just being called, like saying you have to get back to playing like thugs, well then like my question is, like, has John Beeline done anything else in the locker room to suggest, yeah. like, maybe this guy might be racist? But, I mean, at the same time, John <laughs> Beeline's been around for a long time. Yes. Like, this yes. dude's been – like, he's an NCAA coaching legend. Like, he's yes. dealt he, – so, I, I don't know. But, again, this only happens to bad teams, it seems. Like, bad organizations. You don't hear this uh, of this kind of stuff anywhere else. But if – but you hear from it all – like every year you hear trauma coming out of bad organizations. The good ones, they just keep winning. No, but like even if there's drama in the good teams, the winning always overshadows the, uh, the bad yeah. stuff. Like you look at the – okay, yeah. my, my favorite bad football team, everybody knows, is the New England Patriots. Oh. Every year there is a scandal. But we're not talking yeah. about the scandal because we're going for the chip. Not this year, but every other year we're going for the chip. You know what it is? So it overshadows it. That's just the way it works. And, the, and I I have nothing against a coach calling his players uh, – no, not even players – saying that in the, play, the way they're playing defense are, is like thugs. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. You're just being aggressive. You're just trying to go in there for the steals. You're just trying to, you know, just just be thuggish. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You, you look at hockey. There's enforcers over there who call the thugs. Yeah. You don't see race associated over there. And it's not even the players or the teams that are doing it. It's always the analysts that come in and they're like, oh, I have yeah. something against this. And the problem is the PC culture that we live in right now, that we have to just tread around everything. That, that's going to prevent a coach like him who, you know, clearly has a great coaching tenure so far through college and everything like that. Yeah. Prevent, uh, prevent him from coaching the way he has to. Do you think if Greg mm-hmm. Popovich ever calls his players tugs, anyone's going to say anything about it? No, because that's just the way I he mean, was coaching for. The thing on top of that is like, 
these guys are they're, they're older men. They're yes. probably old school coaches who like cuss their players out when they must. So, I mean, I'm pretty certain that Greg Popovich has called players worse Wait, things. Who was that coach? The Michigan coach. The Michigan coach. Yeah, Tom Izzo. Tom Michigan Izzo. State, Tom Izzo. Like, Tom Izzo. Like, he ripped, he ripped that kid a new one in the... You know, like I, I was like watching it. I'm like, oh my god, that's worse than what my mom does to me. And like, ugh. okay, so, so I have but, a question. So you, your yeah. boy, your boy is in like a high school basketball team. You know, they're going for the state championship, and like he messes up. You know, he blows the defense, and in like a very critical moment of the game, the coach goes in on him. What do you do as yeah. a dad? Goes, um, I think as a dad, I. Like, first of all, I'm going to, tr- first of all, it's important to understand what level your kid plays in, right? I mean, that's important. So I, I don't want my, I don't want a coach going at my kid, like verbally, like annihilating him. If my yeah. kid's in like T-ball and <laughs> that's like, different. No, I'm talking, I'm talking like slow high, and pudgy. High school. but, but high, high school, school, if he's high like, school and college. Yes. Um, okay. So if you're on, a, let's go college, because if you're on a college team, that means you're pretty good. Yes. No matter if it's D1, D2, D3, you're good enough to play on Juco? the college, collegiate level. Juco too. We okay, don't, cool. we don't discriminate towards we, Juco. We don't discriminate Juco over here. So yeah. I think for me is I want the coach to understand what motivates my kid. Like, it's because like yelling at a kid isn't always going to get the most out of him because when a coach yells at the kid, it's to get the most out of him, to get him focused. You know, if my, uh, if I know, if I know that yelling at the kid and cussing him out, is not going to help drive him to like step it up. Then I mean, I'll be like, okay, coach, like what the hell are you doing? Like figure it out because every single player is wired differently. You got to figure, you know, like some guys need like, Pre-game, loud music. Some guys need to sleep. Some guys need to be, like, pumped up. Some guys need to slap themselves across their face a, t- a million times. Other guys need to be yelled at, you know? But if – and I think the coach, like, in basketball, for example, there's 15 guys on the team. Like, it's not too much to ask for the coach to understand what gets every single one of those guys going. Yes. So that, that's my thing. No, do you, do you remember KJ McDaniels? Oh, of course. By any I chance, he, he was drafted by Philly. Yeah, he was a former Raptor, but oh. he was drafted by Philly. Yeah. You know, okay. I think it was first yeah, round, yeah, if Philly. I'm not wrong. But yeah, uh, yeah, late first when, round, when I think. He, when he was no, it was second round, 30, 32nd pick. My bad. Okay, sure. Out of Clemson, but when he came yeah, in, sure. um, you know, uh, pl- uh, the coach used to go at him, the fans used to go at him, and then the mom from the crowd used to always step up, and be like, "Yo, lay off my son," or like, "Give my son more minutes." And that's yeah. I, I just hate the way people are. Sometimes you know you gotta let the co- kid go through the way they're supposed to do. Let yeah. the coach do the coaching that they're supposed to do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ, man, I, I remember. I that. just think. Yeah, I just the coaching has to still. There's still ways to go with coaching. You got. I don't know how we even got on this topic, but I think we're talking about John Beeline. John Beeline. Oh yeah, yeah. I just think that coaching has to get smarter. Like you have to understand how to push your players' buttons. Like it's not always going to work with yelling. Mm -hmm. But um, just to get back to the thing you mentioned before we got into this, you brought up like a bunch of names that the Raptors could potentially go to. Like Tristan Thompson's inter- interesting to me because I think he helps the Raptors with a need, which is they struggle with rebounding, right? But at the same time, like I think the the thing that's going to become challenging for the Raptors is what are they going to give up for these pieces? Exactly. Because there's other teams that are going to be going after these guys, and 
you have to be able to provide the best package. Are you really going to give a, a rebuilding team Serge Ibaka and Marcus Saul for Tristan Thompson? Like Tristan Thompson is an expiring contract. Marcus Saul is an expiring contract. A team doesn't gain anything. What are the Raptors really going to give up? Yeah. Will they give up Norman Powell because he's playing really well right now this season? Like it's the Kobe he training match. Really, he, like he went to the he went to the Mamba camp, Black Mamba camp over the offseason, and like <laughs> even he's he's taking the next step. Yeah. And it's really great to see that he came back from his injury and he got back to what he was doing before the injury. Mm-hmm. But like, are you going to move him? Obviously, like if the package is enticing enough, yes. But what are the Raptors going to do? They don't have a first round pick coming up. They have like some second rounders. But what are they going to do, really? You know, so that's that's the main thing for me, because I, I, can't, I can't picture them trading for Tristan Thompson and having a, pack, a package that involves like Marcus Gasol in it. Like, I'd rather have Marcus Gasol than Tristan Thompson, because I think Marcus Gasol can hit a three. He's also he's also a really good playmaker with the basketball. Tristan Thompson isn't. Tristan Thompson, while he is a better rebounder than Marcus. T.T. almost dropped 40 points the other game. I I know, but T.T. drops 40 (laughs) points with, like, scrubs around him. Um, Yeah, that's bad. T.T.'s also shooting 38% from the three this year. How many did he take? Like, four or three? Well, his average per game is .2, and he makes .1, okay? That's, <laughs> that's semantics. You now you're just saying semantics, man. Just let it be. Those uh-huh. numbers. All no, I, but I'm, I'm just. I'm, like the concert of 38. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like I'm just saying, like, and Marcus All was like, it's only been like a little handful of games, but since coming back from an injury, he's been playing really well as well. And like the Raptors last year in the playoffs, they they relied on Marcus All a lot defensively, and they relied on him a lot to be that that extra playmaker. You know, so I don't know. You need a, you it's, need it's a guy like Marcus Saul in order if you want to go yeah. in the East, especially when you're going against guys like Joel yeah. Embiid and Giannis exactly. Antetokounmpo. Marcus Saul was the kryptonite for them last year. Yeah. You need a chunky dude who can, yeah. who has a high basketball IQ in order yeah. to win against those those guys. But mm-hmm. at the same time, reinforcing with your you guys with some big guys, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Baca, I love Baca. He's a great team player, great chemistry mm-hmm. guy. But at the same time. That's a player that's expendable. Yeah. You know, you can get rid of Ibaka. You can get rid of some of the younger guys. Bring in a guy like Marcus Morris. I think Marcus Morris is a guy you put into your system. He will quickly help you. He will. He will. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like the thing with uh, but like the thing with Marcus Morris is like I'm not willing to trade Serge Ibaka for Marcus Morris. Like I want I want way more from from the Knicks. If I'm trading Serge Ibaka because Serge Ibaka, dude, Serge Ibaka is literally our only like legit rim protecting like shot blocker. There's no one else. Why why are you talking defense right now? I thought you were the anti-defense over here. No, no, I I am. But here's the thing. What defense? No, no, here's the thing. No, no, but here's the thing. But the the Raptors blueprint is defense. Yes, that's true. You know, like I'm not, I don't want to take away from what they're really, really, I don't want to take away from a uh, strength to fill like a, maybe a little hole and create a hole somewhere else, you know? Yeah. And that's the, like, if I, if I was a betting man, which of course I'm not, uh-huh. um, uh-huh. I'm a basketball purist. Yeah. Um, I would uh-huh. say that I think the Raptors are going to stay pat yeah. at the deadline. Okay. 
if I have to guess. I like I just I just can't see the Raptors. I don't think they can package anything together that can beat out other teams. And I also think that they just haven't had enough time to play together to, for Messiah Jerry to really see like what do I really need here? And like you can't like if the Raptors want to make that playoff push, you can't trade Marcus Saul because he's so important. If like if the Raptors play the Sixers, if Marcus Saul is there, I think the Raptors will beat the Sixers in the playoffs because of how Marcus Saul can literally take Joel and beat out of the series. Yes. And the Sixers are currently they're struggling with all their their problems like their chemistry is out of whack. They, they don't have any like they don't have good shooters. Yeah. They kind of build a team of like guys who could be who are like stars, but they mm. it's not about that. You have to build a team that works around like the key your core, which they didn't do. So and like with, the, if the Raptors play, sorry one one, one more point like yeah, if the Raptors play the Bucks, the yeah. Raptors play the Bucks. I want Marcus all there. So. Yeah. That's my thing. No, that's totally fair. But you bringing up the Sixers, I was actually just going to talk about them next. So the Sixers, one of the biggest talks right now is the fact that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid apparently can't coexist. And you've mentioned it multiple times as well, how you don't like them both on the floor at the same time. They just don't seem, you know, uh, there's not a symbiotic relationship on the core between the both of them, right? So going into the trade line, this is purely hypothetical. If you had, if you were this a 76ers GM and you had to mm-hmm. make a move, would you uh, trade away Ben Simmons or would you trade away Joel Embiid? Um, honestly, um, I would, tra- I would trade away Al Horford before trading those guys. <laughs> I mean, like, of course, no, 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 like, no, 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 Rich, no, Rich, no, but, did not, but like, did not do, be wrong with my questions. No, 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 but, no, but no, you, 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 you made a mistake. You made a mistake. My point before was I don't think. Al Horford and Joel Embiid can play together. That's I think I think I think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid could coexist. Like oh. in that first playoff run like they, they are had, right like now. Ago, I yeah no because there's not the red pieces aren't around them. Yeah. Like a few years ago when they made that first playoff run, yes. I thought they fit perfectly because they had so many shooters around them like Ilya Sova, Bellinelli, yes. JJ Redick. They had so many guys who can just spot up and shoot who just ran around the court and Joel Embiid shot the three as well. Mm-hmm. And now he's not shooting the three. He's all just standing inside. And I, I just, I just don't, I don't like the offensive system that they're running. I don't think they have the right pieces. So before giving up on like your two superstars that you're building a team around, I think, they, you, you know, I, I just don't think they did a good job at building that a team around those players. Don't beat around the question. I asked you one question. Give me okay. the answer. Would you trade okay, fine. Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid? Uh, <laughs> I would. I would trade. Uh, I think Simmons is two years younger than Embiid. Yeah, I, I would trade. Um, I would probably trade Embiid just because of the injury risk. Like sure. I'm scared. Right, I'm yeah. genuinely scared. I don't know how long his body is going to hold him. Yeah, his like his. I mean, his fingers. Yeah, but like you know, you know what I mean. Like Embiid is. I'm. I will be eternally scared about Embiid. So the idea of having him long term just terrifies me. He has arthritis in his knees, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know. He might as well. When you hear athletes with arthritis in their like twenties, it's 
it's one of the scariest things as yeah. a GM. You don't know how long that's going to happen for you. Look yeah, at a guy yeah. like Todd Gurley in the NFL. He had an amazing yeah. year. He gets signed for an insane contract. And it's like arthritis. Yeah. And, you know, slowly started declining. But, no, I, I totally agree with you. The team, unfortunately, they're not. They're in shambles right now. The Sixers, I projected early on in the season to be one of the top teams in the, yeah. in the Eastern Conference. Realistically, because of all the pieces they have. But when you actually put it into action – and no. they are missing a lot. Losing Jimmy Butler, losing JJ, JJ, losing JJ Redick was one of the biggest issues that they had. But after Ben Simmons hits one shot, one three point shot, Brett Brown's yeah. like, "Oh, you know, this is what I, we we're coaching for. I'm going to tell oh Ben God. to start shooting at least one a game." Yeah. And then Ben attempt a single shot, and then Brett Brown goes on it and uh, goes on a press conference and says, "I guess I failed as a coach." Like, come on. Yeah, kind of this is so silly. And then like uh, Joe Olimpi taking low key shots at Ben Simmons as well, saying like we should all do things to help our team, even if it doesn't uh, work in our our favor. Like I don't know what that means. You know, it's very cryptic in a sense as a saying that yeah. um, Ben Simmons should start taking more three point shots, even if it doesn't yeah. look free. Like, see, see I don't think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I personally, why would? Because exactly. Ben Simmons shoots like 16% from three and the NBA like shooting average is like 40. Why would you take that shot? It just makes no, it statistically makes no sense. I think, I think that like, I, I think the Sixers can still turn things around because it all depends on how the trade deadline goes for them because they definitely need help. But yeah, I like, I don't know if Jimmy, like Jim, losing Jimmy Butler is big for the Sixers because they have they're they're just such a mess by how they're constructed. Jimmy Butler was able to kind of mask that mess. It's kind of like when LeBron James played with Cleveland. There's just so many things going on that are just so wrong on that team, but yeah. LeBron James covers it because he's so good. That's what Jimmy Butler did. Yeah. But now that Jimmy Butler is that clog that left, now the Sixers have to actually build a team around the strength of their core, which is Simmons and Embiid, and they they just didn't do that, and. I don't know. That's like losing Reddick. I don't think like they miss Reddick as much as they miss like what he offers. Yes. And they don't lack they they lack that. So that's my thing. Like you look at uh, JJ right now in New Orleans, and he's already been helpful to them. You know, a guy just just stands in the three point line while the offense dissects the defense and hits mm-hmm. it out to him. Like right now, Sixers yeah. they 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 are trying. I I won't put it past them, but. The pieces that they're trying with haven't really stepped up. Yeah. Guy like Trey Burke, they brought him over. You know, thought he could be better than what he is right now. You know, for like, what? Was. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, that's like, the thing. What, that's are, the thing. what is this? That's the thing. That these are the you know, like in the Walmart movie, the five dollar bin. Yeah. Yeah. You you just dig. You don't know what the movie is, but it's five dollars. So you're yeah. just gonna take it, and you hope it's a good movie. That's what these guys are. Like James Ennis, yeah. Trey Burke, um, Raul Neto, Josh Richardson. Yeah. I thought Josh Richardson was a good piece, but. He's not that good of a piece. They, I they, think they need I, other pieces over here. Mike Scott, Mike yeah. Scott was a good ad, but they yeah. need other solid shooters around that uh, Embiid and uh, Simmons. Yeah. And they need like movement in their offense too. Like yes. that's another thing JJ Redick offered. Like he moves, like he adds like an extra dimension to an offense because of the movement. Like they can dis- they can disguise different plays. They can design different schemes. Of- Guys like that who run around, run around screens and pin downs and everything. Sixers don't really have that anymore. Like they have a lot of guys who can individually are really good players, but it's a team game. Yeah, so no, you, you hate to see it. 
No, off ball, um, off ball moves at the three point line is one of the most underrated yeah. skills when it comes to some of the guards. You look at the Golden State system; it worked off uh, Curry and Clay Thompson running around it's screens, movement, trying and to it's get not an open. Just up. Exactly, but what happens as a defense, you have to stick yeah. as tight to them as possible yeah. because the moment they get like the slightest bit of breathing space and they mm-hmm. get the ball, it's deadly. Like, yeah. you, I, I, do you remember Sasha Vucevic? Vucevic, yeah, yeah, Vucevic, yeah, yeah, Vucevic, yeah, yeah. Vucevic, yeah, yeah. Vucevic, Vucevic, yeah, back in the Lakers days. So good, nobody remembers him. Used, no, 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 come on, come on, he's got a ring. Right. He's got a ring with Kobe. <laughs> no, he was a guy who just, you know, I mean, they didn't really work off the three-point shot much. They just yeah. let Kobe do the, um, you know, 10 seconds in the paint and a fadeaway yeah. shot. But at the same time, Wojciech uh, was running out like a madman at the three-point line, just distracting the defense. Because the moment he's open, that's when the defense fails. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the Sixers don't have that. That's where they need, yeah. they need to strengthen a little bit more. Yeah, you can't have ball spacing without ball like off ball movement, and 100%. they don't do that. Yeah. But um, changing our focus a little bit, I believe um, the third round of voting has um, has come in. I think Pascal Siakam has beat out Joel Embiid, so now Pascal Siakam's number two. I think Alex Caruso, who's I mean a legend around these parts, is um, I think he's like fifth or something in the guards for the West, <laughs> he, he's something doing like really that. Well, yeah. Yes. So while we both think he should be an all-star starter, yes, probably he he probably won't be. So our thinking is, I I don't think there. I think the next like voting returns is like that's it. I think that's that's the last that's one yeah. where they announce the starters. So what we're planning on doing right now, where we'll go through the East and the West and put together our ball and roll pick and pod. Also, All-star can we talk about why is Taco Fall at the sixth position? He's p- played maybe combined ten minutes this season. That's it. See, that too, I'd be surprised. Deserves, I think he's under ten minutes. He did I, not deserve I, it. I, I, I think he deserves as much as Alex Caruso does. Oh, also, I hate how Gordon Hayward's on this list. He's been absolutely trash this year. Aside no, from that hand, oh, yeah, hand so, injury, yes, he has. actually been pretty good. Uh, no, he been, hasn't. Good. He's been very mediocre because I was watching the game the other day with uh, when he was playing against. I think it was the cell. Uh, no, no, the Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah. And he was absolutely. When you take guys like Tatum or or Brown, either one of those guys off the lineup, that's when you see that Hayward isn't good. There's so many, the actual good defenders are on him and he's not stepping up. Dude, I'm watching him play over the past few games. He's been very inconsistent and mediocre. Sure, like inconsistent, fine. But I, I mean, he's a, like, he's a pretty good player. Like he shoots. He should be ranked he, above shooting pre- Drummond and Sabonis. Well, no, but that's voting. But that's voting. Like they're fans who vote. It's fans, man. It's Boston like, fans. I don't know. They're voting for Taco Falls over Gordon Hayward. Dude, it's, it's Boston fans. They have Tatum. Taco Fall, Hayward, Kemba, Jalen uh-huh. Brown, all voted on there. It's Boston fans, man. I hate look, Boston fans. Look, in a, in my in in a dream in in like a parallel universe, I would love Taco Falls to start for one team and Alex Caruso start for the other team and Alex Caruso dunking over. For sure, Taco Falls. Taco, I think that would be a, has enough cardio nope. for like two minutes of basketball. Yeah. But do you think that would like, dude? Of all the like the iconic NBA All Star game moments, Alex Caruso dunking over Taco Falls, 69th on the 69th anniversary game of the All Star game. 
How, that, that's just it's written in the stars like you got we you got to make it happen yes yeah, no that even better than uh, what was it Shaq crossing over kobe yeah oh no that's nothing that's, that's nothing compared okay. to alex Caruso even over dunking. lebron james full court alley-oop pass yeah of course okay even uh, alvin Vince iverson off the back yeah yeah Vince alvin Carter iverson and, behind and, the backboard yeah. coming back and making the layup yeah alex caruso's on his own level interesting Interesting. What, what, interesting. What's, what, what does LeBron call him? And then Alex Caruso's like, yeah, what's up, Bron? And he's like, what's up, all, star, superstar or something? What's up, GOAT or something like that? What's yeah, up, what's up, GOAT? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bron, he's, no. he's a GOAT because he, he's, he's got that goat. GOAT swagger. Like, yeah, he's got exactly. so much BD. It's insane, dude. Yeah. I think I just I think people just see themselves in Alex Caruso. Like you see guys like LeBron and Russell Westbrook. You're like, okay, these guys are just out of this world. Like they're super, you look at them like they're superstars, but you look at Alex Caruso like last year, because now he's big time. But if you saw him last year, walking to a supermarket, you're like, Oh, that's my name. It's my neighbor named Bob. I don't see him often. You know, Did you, like, you know he has two nicknames. He has two official nicknames. Yeah. And the sad part is that both of them involve bald. The first one is Bald Mamba. Second one is Bald yep. Eagle. So, like, gangster. I remember, gangster. I remember seeing him on the bench. I think it was last year, and you and I we were yeah. watching the Lakers game. You know, not because we had any bet on it, but we were yeah. watching that game. And then we're like, "Who's this bald guy sitting on the bench? Like, that guy does not look like he blocked it." But he became the. And goal. then he captured our hearts and imagination. Alex Caruso, just a regular Joe, yeah. averaging five point seven points this season. Yeah. No, go exactly. Go numbers. Frank <laughs> brings his pail to work every day. His lunch yeah, yeah. pail and blue. He's collar. a big fan That's of the office. Love. Did you see his Halloween costume with his girlfriend? No, he was Dwight Schrute. Oh, that's funny. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. But yo, let's anyway, go. Let's anyway, go to the All Star thing. Let's get back on track. Yes, sir. Sure. Uh, let's start off with the East because there's so many more guys in the West. Um, so we need 12 guys. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go through the teams. We'll discuss. Milwaukee. Giannis, for Just sure. Giannis. Just Giannis. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. I don't Middleton think hasn't, Middleton, Middleton hasn't this played year. all-star level this year. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't played all-star level. He has, he has also been injured for quite a bit at, yeah. in the middle of the first yeah. half. Uh, Miami. See, Miami, now Miami's interesting because Jimmy Butler, definitely yes. And mm-hmm. I think we both agree. Okay. Do you put Bam Adebayo in? No. No, I, he's I'm gonna, amazing I'm gonna, numbers this year. Amazing yeah. numbers. But the thing is that there are other teams who yeah. will get so, votes. And co- coaches will yeah. be like, oh, let's not crowd this uh, team with uh, players from one one team. I think they will start spreading yeah. it apart because sure. they're all-star team. Who cares? Sure. It's just like uh, intramurals, man. But uh, go yeah, ahead. Sure. So that's two for now. So yes. we'll get back to Bam in case we need like an extra one when we get through yes. everything. Toronto, I think it's Pascal and I think it's Kyle Lowry. I would love, I would have loved Fred Van Vliet to get get in, but I think he's just going to be one of those bubble guys who are like, oh, he's an Ulster snub, but like you can make a case for why he's not there. Maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. <laughs> so that's that's four guys. Yeah. I think Boston has three. Yeah, unfortunately, I yes. think I think you can make a case with Boston having Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kemba Walker. Absolutely, and not, no Ennis Cancer. No, no, I'm sorry. Ooh, ooh. No, 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 no. Uh, Pacers. 
So, so in Indiana, um, this one's interesting as well because I think Demontis Sabonis is falling the hell out. Yes. I think he's playing oh, really well, and Malcolm Brogdon's playing really well as well. Yeah. But like Malcolm's been injured like a little bit this season, but overall he's played incredibly. I think between Malcolm Brogdon and Demontis Sabonis, I would probably go with Sabonis. Sabonis, yes. Like I don't know if Mal- I don't know. I feel like Brogdon's kind of like Fred Van Vliet in a way. Like his numbers are like really, really good. He's playing really, really well, and the team's winning, which I hate that. Like I think it's a stupid thing to consider um, with All Star, but I think he's like one of those guys who doesn't make it. So yeah, going Sabonis. That's eight. That's Philly. six, right? No, that's eight because you got. Uh, Giannis one, Jimmy eight. Butler two. Right. Yeah, Ooh, so, so, yeah, blue by fast. Philadelphia, you got obviously Embiid. Embiid Simmons. Um, so you, are you? So we're yeah Simmons, I guess. Like you, you gotta go no, with Simmons. Like, dude, Simmons is an all star. We can't even front about yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So <laughs> that's ten already. That's yeah. ten already. Dude, so, still, but the good thing about the East is that. Unfortunately, the bottom teams, they're not that all-star heavy. Yeah. There are so a few. Now is, yeah, so now is where it gets interesting. We have two more spots. I don't think Kyrie Irving makes it because he's been no. injured for pretty much the entire season. Exactly. So, I don't, I, so the last two playoff teams are the Magic and the Nets. Can you make a case for Vucevic and Spencer Dinwiddie, no. Dinwiddie making— It doesn't have like, to be necessarily I playoff teams. You know that, right? Like, yeah, I, I know. I know. For Bradley I, know. Beal. I think I th- I just think Spencer Dinwiddie is like a popular like pick well, right now. He's more popular than Bradley Beal. No, Bradley Beal. In my mind, if I was voting, I would put Bradley Beal in. I think yes. Bradley Beal has to. So that's that's eleven. Bradley Beal is eleven. I'm putting Zach Levine. No, oh, see the thing is that this Trey Young. I don't think Trey Young makes it. Do you think forty two points today? I think yeah, forty-two and fifty. I think Trey Dude, Young. Trey is leading in All-Star votes. He's yeah. going to be starter. Okay, on, I, honestly, I hope. I hope he. I hope he's a starter. Because first of all, Trey Young is fun to watch, and two, like, that's the thing. I hate. I hate so much that, like, how like the team the team's total overall performance matters because like Devin Booker has been one of the best offensive players for a long Damian Lillard. Dude. Okay. Don't even think about Devin Booker. Damian Lillard struggled to make the playoff, uh, the all-star team for a couple years. And he was one of the best point guards in all of basketball. And I, I hate that. I think you, you cannot consider how good a team is. When you make all-star picks, because that's not on the player. It's not like it's not Trey Young's fault. Like after Vince Carter, the second oldest player on the team is like 20. You know that's on that's on the general manager. That's on the team. That's on the front office. Like they should build a better team around their star. And obviously Atlanta Hawks are going through a rebuild, so Mm -hmm. they're doing their thing. You can't fault a guy. Like what do you expect them to do with that team? Yeah. So like in my. Like I can see a case for Zach Levine because he's balling out this month, especially. Um, I can make I can see a case for Spencer Dinwiddie. I can see a case for Nikola Vucevic. If I had to bet, though, mm-hmm. I think Bradley Beal makes the 11th spot, 
And like if Trey Young doesn't get voted in, I think it's gonna be Vucevic, maybe. Okay. That's that. That would be my pick. So I'm 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 willing to make a wager with you right now. I I have a very strong belief that Zach Levine will be in the All Star team this year. I mean, I'm okay with getting a Chicago player at the <sighs> Chicago. Rich, Rich, come on, man! And, and you're supposed to be like, fun. No, no, he's not. Oh, yeah. sorry. Like, I'll, I'll bet you one hundred dollars that he will make it. I'm like, yeah, you are, my guy. No, no, I'm sorry, but like, I can see a world in which he makes it. I think there's like four or five or six guys who deserve to make it, but you're, it's going to come down to one or two of them. Okay, and so the one thing is that, Rich, um, the All Star games over the past few years, they they've been kind of dumbing down a little bit just purely because it's not as exciting as it used to be. We've talked about different ways to kind of make it exciting, but you know what? One of the things when coaches, when they're picking their teams, they're going to look at it. It's like, Hey, we don't have anybody from Chicago on this team. And there is a candidate who is ranked sixth on the guards voting right now. Not even that the numbers that he's putting up are pretty impressive, dropping almost 20 points in uh, the third or the fourth quarter in, in one quarter and in itself. And he's very exciting to watch. When a coach sees that, he's going to plug in a guy like Zach Levine in there. And uh, the game being in Chicago, the fans are going to go wild just purely based on that. So yeah, that I think Zach is for sure going to be on the All-Star team this year. Well, like, who do you think is a better player, Zach Levine or Trey Young? Trey Young. I think Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young. So like, I, I they're no, both on... Yes, if I if I had the option between Trey or Zach being on my team, I would choose Trey. Yeah. So like, the thing <laughs> is, like, both teams aren't doing well. Yeah. So I just can't see a world in which you put Zach Levine in over Trey Young. I like, think yeah, the Atlanta Hawks in. are last. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, but if he does get voted in, then like I don't think Zach Levine makes it because between Zach Levine and Bradley Beal, I'm and pretty certain every. Bradley Beal. I say Zach. I don't know. Makes it over Jalen Brown. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. No. Maybe if, if, the, if the Celtic players are left for the coach to pick, yeah, are they going to pick three Celtic players to be on the same team? I think. I think so because they reward winning, and also Jalen Brown does something that Zach Levine doesn't do, and it's he plays good defense. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's true, because all-star games are known for their spectacular defense. No, and I, uh, the last thing, dude, the last thing I want to see in the all-star game is somebody locking, like, Stephen <laughs> Curry up. Like, I'd hate that. But dude, The I day mean, we put, like, I, Andre Robertson in the all-star team for the defensive anchor, yeah. that's when it counts. Would, you know what would be, you, you know what would be fun? What? Just having like an all-star game with like all the best players, and then having an all-star game with like only the <laughs> best defensive players in the in the league, and like I wonder what the final score will be. Like it's having like, guys like your offense is going to be like two hundred to one ninety six. The defense is going to be yeah. like sixty to fifty two, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, because also keep in mind some of the best off- defensive players in the game are so brutal on the de- on offense. Like Andre Robertson, like Jesus Terrible Christ, shooter. I gotta watch Rick. You know, like I guess, I'll have Draymond Green in it and Rudy Gobert. Um, so yeah, Ronde that would Hollis be, Jefferson. That would be yeah, Ronde Hollis Jefferson. He's playing good defensively this year. And a spark yo, plug. Wasting more time. Let's jump over to the West. Yeah, let's, let's go into the West. Yeah, yeah. Let's go into the West. Lakers, so there's two two candidates there. LeBron, yeah, and LeBron. Clippers. They got two. Two candidates. Yeah. George and um. Why? Forgot his name already. 
You got your ring last year. Don't forget. Yeah, I'll never. Um, Denver, Jokic. Yes. I think Jamal Murray's interesting, but I think he's there. Yeah, Uh, I don't don't know if he. Sure, I I think Utah has two All Stars. I think Utah has Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Yes, correct. Yeah, that's so that's that's you want to that's seven. Okay. Oh God. Mavericks, uh, Dallas, the eight. Yeah. Houston, Harden, and Russ and Westbrook. Yes, ten. Ten. OKC. Okay, I think. Chris I Paul think okay, Yeah, I think Chris Paul does. Yes, you're right. I think 11. Chris Paul does. Wait, so what are we at? Are we at eleven? Eleven with Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul makes it, and Damian Lillard makes it. Mm. You don't think? You don't think? Um, uh, Brandon Ingram makes it. Because mm. B.I. has been balling so hard this year. He's been yeah, playing so well this year. So I don't know. It's it's That's the thing with the West. They have so many good players. Yeah. No, Brandon Ingram deserves to make it too. Um, <sighs> Devin Booker deserves to make it. Devin Booker, dude, does he, dude, I can't see what dude, happens. Dude, the, what? the Suns are in t- the Suns are 1.5 games out of a playoff spot. We haven't said that in at this point in the season in years. And Devin Booker's, let's see, he's uh, Jesus, he's balling the hell out. Like 26.5 points per game, 6.4 assists per game. Like I don't really care about that stats, but, but those no, stats, but everybody does. I mean, but he scores. He literally scores to the All Star games. Yes, yeah. 63% true shooting percentage. Okay. Shoots fifty one percent from the field, and he's a shooter, a long range shooter. Like yes. this dude's awesome. Yeah, ha. That's the thing. There's so many players in the bottom of the totem. When you start going in the West yeah. from the top, unfortunately, you start yeah. missing guys like Brandon Ingram. Dude, Brandon Ingram is shooting sixty yeah. percent true shooting percentage as well. Uh, yeah. uh, forty uh, percent from the three point line, averaging no, uh, Ingram's balling per game. Like, yeah, and with almost seven yeah. boards per game. Oh. Ah. Yeah. This is tough. Also, Dude, Carl Anthony Towns, too. But he's been out for a, quite a bit this season, though. Has he, though? Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns has been out for quite a bit this season. They've played 42 games so far, and he is... Oh, yeah, he's played in, like, 25 of the 42 games. Yeah. But, like, he's still... Like, his numbers are insane. Holy shit, these... His numbers are nuts. But there's but yeah, he get traded as well, eh? Yeah, there are. I don't. I don't think he. I don't think they move him. Uh, Jesus, he, they, is so, he is so. He is so good. Yeah, dude. dude. There's so many good players here. Carl um, Anthony Towns. If he was in a better system, oh, I couldn't even imagine. Like, this guy is just freakishly athletic, and he's just meant to be a basketball. Some of those guys are just meant to be basketball players. This happens to be one of them. And yeah. if he was with a better system, with a better coach, a few different play, a good players, organization. Oh mm-hmm. man! If everything was better around him, yes, he would have. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what would have happened? Yeah. What could have been? So but we're not talking. Like he's still young. There's still a lot of time. <laughs> a lot could happen. So and then like guys like okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Like, uh, Drew Holiday, we can make a case for him as well. But at the same time, like. We would be snubbing um, Booker, Lillard, McCollum, who's played pretty decent as well, Brandon Ingram, and De'Aaron Fox. Unfortunately, he's had a slump this year, so I'm not going to put him up there. You know, like those players, it, and now there's yeah, so many talk about John Morant making the All-Star team, but I don't see that happening. 
Yeah. Let's see. He's ranked uh, in the guards. Ja, ja is ranked in the 10th in the guards in voting. D'Angelo Russell, who's been playing quite well this year as well. I don't know, man. This is tough. Wes is tough. Yeah. So that no. means you have to get rid like of some if, of the guys up top. No, I can't see anybody up. Exactly. I think our, our 11 are, are locks. Yeah. If, last one. Last one. <laughs> yeah. If Rudy, Go, sorry. if Rudy Gobert doesn't make the all-star team this year, I'm going to. Be so mad. I would have to hear <laughs> you because I think that's a danger to the league. If you, you hear that, Jesus. you'd be <laughs> irrational. Be yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. But no, but, okay, so the yeah. 12th position, who are you sne- sneaking in? That's sneaking in. Who deserves it? I'd go Dame. Dame. Yes, I think, no, Dame. Yes. I think it's also. Oh my God, I'm dying. Um, I'm going to get my man some water. What's. Yeah, I need some agua right now. But, oh, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, agua down there, right? Jesus, I almost died. I feel like I almost died and came back to life. Um, I'd go with Dame because it's also like the na- <clears throat> the name cloud. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, it's a, the, I, let me let me talk for you while you kind of calm down with it. Um, so with, with Damian Lillard, you're so right. It's the name cloud that comes with it. You know, it's All Star Games more than the All Star Games in itself. They release jerseys. Prior to the game, it's jersey sales, revenue in that sense, things like that happen. And big names like Damian Lillard it generates revenue. And Dame isn't that far off compared to the guys that we were talking uh, about before uh, with uh, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, or Brandon Ingram. He's putting up better numbers and true shooting percentages, three point percentage, point per game. And Dame has always been electric. And that's what all star games are about make yeah. it come in and be yeah. electric. Yeah, I don't think have, you uh, can. Uh, are we gonna have Agent Double Zero coming? Oh hell no! Uh, maybe as like an honorary. No, like no. Vince Carter and Carmelo. I mean, yeah, I don't know. But, no, but Carmelo well in this year though, like, everything yeah, is happening. Yeah. Well, we. I'm surprised by it. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> we gotta wrap this one up soon. Um, before we do though, what do you think about the Super Bowl? Oh, um, Patriots. Man. No, no, one hundred percent. Like, actually, very excited for this Super Bowl. Last year's Super Bowl, I was happy with it because Patriots won, but at the same time, <laughs> it wasn't as electric as it should have been. You know, it was a defensive-oriented game, so Stephon Gilmore stepped up a lot, which is cool. Yeah. But at the same time, this year's Super Bowl, you got 49ers versus Chiefs. You have Jimmy G yeah. versus Patty Mahomes. You have. Two, the uh, what's what's the uh, the running back name? Uh, Monster, Monster. Uh, oh, uh, Mostert, yeah. Monster, Monster, like <coughs> this guy out of Mostert, nowhere. Yeah. He, he did quite well yeah, yeah. last week. Also, the defense. Apparently, Casey's defense now ranked themselves. It's a self-appointed name that they're the best defense in the league. But 49ers <laughs> also have Sherman and Bosa, so they I think they'll have something else yeah, to say. Yeah. I think it's going to be an exciting no. game to watch. Exciting game. No, the, dude, this, there's so much star power in this game. Like, Oh, yes. It would have been. I, I think like this is the matchup that had to happen. Like, You don't want to see the Packers and the Titans. The Titans, while a nice story, like they don't really have that firepower. You know, like Derrick Henry, obviously, and then like A.J. Brown, he's a rookie, though. I think these teams just have so much firepower. Like you look at the KC offense with like Mahomes with Damian Williams and Kelsey and Hill and Watkins and, and McCall Hardman. Like they have an insane 
insane offense, like so much firepower. And then you look at the San Fran defense with like Sherman, you mentioned, and and Bosa and Armstead and D Ford, and like they have guys and Kawana Alexander, and literally there's there's so much, yeah, and their offense, like dude, they their offense. Like yeah. like Kittle, but Sh- Sh- and Shanahan is just Shanahan. like I I say this game has the two best offensive minds in football. Like That's Shanahan and Andy Reid have the two best offensive minds in in this game. Like it's gonna be fun, man. Uh, if I when I want to watch a Super Bowl, I don't want to watch it for defensive stops. I don't want to watch no. it for third and outs. I want to yeah. watch touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. I want to mm-hmm. watch uh, going on fourth and two, fourth and three. <laughs> I want to see that. That's what I want yeah. to see because everything is on the line. Mm-hmm. But, that but, but that being said, I think it, the electri- it's also so electric when that team mm-hmm. makes that one big stop at the end of the oh, game. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about uh, Seahawks versus Patriots on the goal line. Yeah, sure. Like that, like stuff like that, you know, like I mean, that one big play. And I think. It's like, crazy being in the Super Bowl so much. We just have uh, many Super Bowl, Super Bowl stories to talk about. <laughs> if you want to talk yeah. about big comebacks, Super Bowl Fifty One. If you yeah. want to talk about big stops, you know we we got everything. We'll yeah. talk about that's a whole another episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. As we wrap this one up, like we'll, we'll talk about this on next week's episode. Because one sec. Do you have any uh, Super yeah. Bowl stories to share with the uh, our fans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, I actually do. I actually do. I actually do. So there was this one Super Bowl where um, they ran the Philly special and Nick Foles scored a touchdown. And then Tom Brady and like the incredible superpower has lost to Nick Foles. Yo, I'm running out of real estate on my fingers. Six, baby. You you still got more fingers. Yeah, no. Let's sell them short. Brady play for another four more years. Who knows what team though? Who knows? Who knows what team? That's the thing. Apparently, yeah. his future is uncertain. uncertain. Yeah. So, um, we'll we'll talk about this again next yeah, week because there's two. We'll have a little Super, Super Bowl edition. Yes. Yeah, but like we're two weeks in advance. Like, just uh, give me a like. Who do you think is gonna win? Uh, I think Sam Frank. Yeah, I like that. But I'm gonna go with Chiefs. Okay, we'll talk about it next week then. Let's do this. We'll have a little yep. friendly wager. So, oh Jesus. Um, okay. Um, I'll get you that Lamar Jackson jersey for There's, your birthday. I'll get you that courtside tickets for when the season's done. <laughs> what do you mean, dude? Wait, what? Wait, the Raptors are going to finish ahead of the the Bulls. This is like a conclusion. Okay, let me just say something. I'm a prideful yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah. I'm a prideful. Yeah. Guy. I love my team. Yeah, but my team doesn't love me. <laughs> Let me just say that much, and that's it. Well, like, uh, like, dude, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they. The thing is, I'm sure they do. They uh, do no, love they you, do. but no, it's no, they don't. no. But it's just like when you got guys like Archie Diacono and Shaquille dude, Harrison. Okay, okay, okay. Do not talk about like Archie Diacono like that. Let me just I tell know, you, Archie like, Diacono's jersey was retired at the same time as Kyle Lowry and Villanova. Okay, that's amazing. But I mean, when you guys guys like Luke Cornett and like Denzel Valentine, like, don't, you, don't you dare talk about Luke like that. Luke is a just, solid uh, seven footer who can hit three pointers. Yeah, and you got Christian Felicio. Christian Felicio can run the Felicio. floor better than you or I. No, no, I, I and I, I'm I'm hopeful that that is the case. But like, I know you love the team and they love you, but it just like that love doesn't translate into wins. 
know. <laughs> Anyways. With, oh, Anyways. <laughs> this has been the International Podcast Relationship Edition of the Ball and Roll Pick a Pod. Yeah, uh, anyways, ballandroll.com, best basketball content on the web. Shop.ballandroll.com, best basketball merch on the web. We'll be back next week. We'll be talking Super Bowl. We'll be talking Raptors. We'll be talking All Star, probably trades. We'll throw Anthony Tolliver in the mix. And we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace.